Hi, I'm Rachel Dillon. And I'm Marcus Dillon. And this podcast is Who's Really the Boss, where we highlight the joys and challenges of running a business with your spouse or family. Our mission is to strengthen families and businesses by helping listeners avoid the mistakes we have made so they can lead and live happily ever after. Welcome back to another episode of Who's Really the Boss podcast. Well, hey, thanks for having me back. We are about to celebrate Thanksgiving. Uh, So with that, what do you look forward to most at Thanksgiving? For me at Thanksgiving, I look forward to certain foods at Thanksgiving. So one, it's great to be off. And especially if you're traveling, like traveling for fun, not for like family, because we do a lot of traveling on that day to get to certain people's houses to eat food and uh, be together as, uh, you know, as family. So what I look forward to, I think I only get it at that time of year is this sweet potato uh, casserole, I guess is what people call it. And it's mashed ish sweet potatoes with a whole lot of butter, a whole lot of sugar. I don't even probably want to know the makeup of that. Um, it does have a layer of marshmallows and potentially pecans on it. So it is like candy. And I only get that at, like, I don't even think people make that for Christmas around here. It's only at Thanksgiving. Yeah, I'm just thankful that you didn't describe that as chunky this time. So I appreciate that. Yeah, well, it's it's half mashed. It's almost like it's hard, and I don't even know who makes it. I, I think my sister makes the one that I like the most. I don't even know, um, and they don't even come to Thanksgiving, so I probably won't get it this year. It's all right. What about you? What do you uh, look forward to as far as Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving week? Yeah, definitely look forward to watching the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. And really, probably the only part of that that I care anything about is the Rockettes performance. And so we have been fortunate enough to see the Rockettes perform in New York City. My mom and I, a long time ago, also got to see them perform. They came to Houston, I think, one time, and we went and saw them. And so I have been fortunate enough to see the Rockettes live. yeah, so that's that's probably and being with family, I think being with family without the um, gifts as like the main focus of what's going on. I, I like that, too. Yeah. Um, do you remember when we used to run a 5K before Thanksgiving? Was it a 5K or a 1K? A 5K. A turkey trot? Okay. Yes, a 5K. And yes, I remember because... I think the first year or two, the girls were too young. They did not go. So we had to have somebody, we had to figure out what they were going to do during that time. And then they ran with us one year or two. Um, I'm pretty sure something happened where every one of us got separated from each other and it was fairly traumatic. Um, But it, it all it all ended well. And then the temperature in Texas, you know, it just 
felt like it was getting colder and colder every year on Thanksgiving Day. So, or, and also, I think we started helping bring some food to Thanksgiving. And so we needed to be home so that we could make sure things were prepared in time uh, to take with us. I think the other thing that may have happened there is uh, those girls grew into teenagers and teenagers did not want to wake up and go run a 5k on their day off or their week in, off in I the guess. cold. Yeah. yeah. In, in the freezing cold. Yeah. 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 Good so. times. Well, yeah. So a lot, a lot to be thankful for, for sure. A lot to be excited about this week. Um, but we have other things that have just finally rolled out um, for us on the business side. So had a little bit of a glow up over this past weekend, Friday, a new website um, launched. And with that, a few other changes came. So I uh, really wanted to talk about, we gave a little preview last week on the podcast of some changes that were coming, but wanted to talk through really the who, what, and why of all of our changes and our glow up that has recently come through. Yeah. Um, I'm glad to finally share with the public what we've been working on and they probably won't know a fraction of the effort that went in by our team to kind of refine processes and get to this point where we are now publicly under a new name, a new website, have services a better, uh, better defined and a more strategic market outreach um, to clients. So um, yeah, I think you mentioned the who, what, the why. If we break it down in a little bit different of an order and go the why or the what, the why and the who, I, I think that's probably the appropriate place to start. So the what is um, probably the first one. So a lot has happened, but what exactly has happened? Yeah, so we dropped a name change. We actually dropped CPA out of our name. So now we are Dillon Business Advisors. Uh, branding refresh. So with that name change, uh, branding is also different. So color schemes, fonts, um, some designs that are kind of in the background of things. Uh, our website is different. And then we have made a lot of refinements internally with just processes, uh, roles and responsibilities, just defining everything. So what changed is we clarified a whole lot about what we were pretty much doing anyway, but definitely clarified it around where we want to go so that we can get to that place uh, probably easier, better, faster. And get to that place with the right people doing the right things. And so I think a lot of the reasons why and who we'll get to in a bit, but it was no big feat. Um, you know, as we started to dig in with some of these what's, um, a, a big what that clients or even prospects, most of the public don't realize is um, we had to go out and find a software that we could run our business on and essentially be a single place of truth. And in our business, probably more than other either client businesses or other just general um, businesses that are in the market, we have a lot of databases of information in our business 
that aren't necessarily connected to one another. So we've got professional softwares. We have the accounting software that runs the business. We've got email. We've got different portals and secure communication things. And then finally, one of those databases that we needed to uh, employ in our business was a CRM, a client relationship manager, right? Isn't that what CRM stands for? Yes. Okay. And there are many different options out there. The main one uh, that we landed on is HubSpot. And so HubSpot is used by a lot of small businesses. So that is one of the main what's that drove that drove a lot of these changes. So HubSpot does work with the website. HubSpot does link into our accounting software and different things like that. So um, that that's pretty much wraps up the what, because I know when people look at the small changes to the name, obviously it's the same great team of people standing behind that name, uh, the new website, things like that are small changes and refresh, but it's ultimately building our business on a new piece of software. Yeah. And I think it's important to talk about what were some of the things that we experienced that we decided to even look at a CRM and even look at HubSpot. So previously, uh, we had a smaller team. We had a lot of clients, um, but a smaller team. And so because we had a lot of clients, we had a smaller team, we didn't necessarily need to turn on a sales funnel, a prospect pipeline. We didn't have anybody that would have been able to even manage that whole process. And so some of the things that we did as we started refining who we serve and we're able to start building the business that we really wanted that supported our lifestyle of family first, balancing work life with personal life, not sacrificing relationships with family and friends for work. Um, as we started building that, we were able to help clients who didn't fit that model find a better place. Um, find better people to serve them as maybe like an annual only tax return relationship and really able to focus in on the types of clients that we could plan around on a yearly basis where we offer them the same services each month. We know the time commitment for those. And then we could start looking outside again for more of those ideal clients. Um, and so there were a couple steps before we got to HubSpot, um, a couple things that we did, a couple additions to our team and a couple additions to maybe even like our marketing strategy, we'll say that we did before HubSpot and before the name and branding and website change. So how would people know that they even need to consider a CRM? We realized that we needed something a little bit more powerful as far as a tool was concerned. It was where the team or people are going to multiple different places to get data. And you would have a lead that comes in as an email to you and it maybe lives in part of your website, but then that is not feeding into any other software that you can follow up with or build a campaign on. And if you are doing campaigns and marketing, where does that live? Is that in Excel or is that in some automated tool like a Salesforce, like HubSpot, or like a full, you know, standalone CRM. And because we invested 
in a sales team and uh, Chris and Hope, who will also lead some marketing uh, as well going forward. Because we invested in those positions, they didn't know necessarily what was the single source of truth within our business. And all of this is decisions that we made as business owners based on our growth path and what we wanted for our business and what we wanted for the lives of our team members. This is not going to be right for every single business. Um, and so it was just where we were at a maturity standpoint. Um, I think people can get by with a lot less, but we wanted to kind of go all in on that software and try to make it work because we had so much investment writing in team members uh, on our side. So that's why, yes. that's why we started looking at like why a CRM. Yeah. So within the business, things that had traditionally maybe been a responsibility of you or of myself or of another team member who had been here for a very long time, our processes of finding things and contacting people, we would, we would go to multiple places to look, or we would know where the most current thing was saved. Um, and we could kind of do that. But when we started hiring and building out our team and really refining roles and responsibilities of certain people were responsible for very specific aspects, for example, sales, for example, onboarding, for example, um, bookkeeping or tax or projections or consulting. So when people were responsible for very specific pieces of a client relationship, that's where we realized we can't have these databases and this information in all of these places that only one person out of the whole team knows where it lives. And so we really had to think through what does that look like? What can we use that would be visible for the whole team? And then also that would have built in automation to help so that a person is not manually doing a lot of the tasks that go with building a marketing and sales funnel. I want to say also that prior to doing all of this, we again wanted to increase visibility of the business in order to attract the right type of ideal clients um, to our business. And we did look at, and we actually did have a service help us with some uh, SEO optimization. And those things, we also did some videos and started doing a little more on social media. Um, those things didn't really hit the mark as far as what we were wanting with our goals of scaling the business. They, they didn't really move the needle much. So there were some things that we tried prior to hiring this fractional revenue operations team that weren't quite right for us. Um, so a lot of things have gone into planning before we really got in a relationship, a pretty um, long-term relationship with a, a heavy investment uh, for the business. Yeah, I think I think you're exactly right. As far as like, we've tried a lot of different things. And it was almost to the point where we we didn't have the best plan in mind, we just kept on throwing services and resources, and hoping that they would all work together. So we had to really step back and say, let's, let's kind of 
scale it back to where we can start again, as far as like, where do we go from here? So we had to figure out where we were going and why we were going there. Right. And we have said, you already mentioned it, that we wanted to grow or scale at a pace to support and allow growth opportunities for our team. And it all comes back to the team for us and creating a great place to work. And ultimately that's, that's why at the end of the day, all of this makes sense. That's the why for HubSpot. That's why for this additional team, that's the why for the sales team. It's all to create budget so that we can provide for a team and be a home for people that want a great place to work essentially. Um, and then with that, with a great team, with the best team possible that are fulfilled, we can provide the best service to our current clients and new clients. And so those new clients are special and we have to go essentially find them. And up to this point, we couldn't plan around growth because we relied on referrals. Referrals are great, but they don't come in at an even pace. So we needed to develop a system to essentially balance out that inflow of great future clients. Um, so our team who has additional responsibilities outside of our business can plan appropriately. And so that's part of the why as well. And ultimately all of this goes back to those families who are here serving those businesses and making for better days essentially. So that's, that's even like the bigger why in, in the fact of like, that should be able to answer every single question on why these changes were done. Yeah. Let's break it down to just one piece. Why did we have to change the name in order to attract new clients and scale our business? So I love being a CPA. Um, I love the designation and the doors it's open for me. We felt that the name of the business having CPA in the name went to market in a certain way to associate closer with tax. And so what we have done over the years as our model has shifted and even our service offering has shifted, we no longer lead with tax as our core service offering or deliverable. We lead with business advice. And so everybody on our team, regardless of how long or what their position is, gives business advice on a daily basis. So that's ultimately a better reflection of our team. And so we changed the name from Dylan CPAs to Dylan Business Advisors. And even putting business as our middle name um, reflects who we serve best. So we serve businesses and business owners better than others. And that's essentially, we wanted it. We felt that strongly to have it in our name. Yeah, I, I know a lot of what we have worked on is really clarifying our messaging, what outsiders are interpreting and understanding and getting from our name, from our social medias, from our website, from everything that's outward facing. 
what is the message that we are portraying? And so that's where we really found that there was a lot of refinement needed. Not that there was anything ever wrong with what we had before. It just wasn't clearly defined. And so the phone calls that would come in were such a wide variety of prospects, uh, but a lot of them needed tax work. So whether it was individuals or any type of industry of business, most of them were looking for someone to prepare a tax return or someone to help them lower their tax liability. And so, um, so I talked about why the name change, why a new website? So our new website, I'm really excited about this because the new website is built on top of HubSpot, which is what we talked about um, as being this new software that will be important to our business. And I'll, I will disclaim it once again, this is not right for every business. And even us, like we are projecting to be bigger than we are. Like we, we kind of are, I don't want to say ahead of our skis, but we're skiing really fast and <laughs> I'm not the best skier. So, um, it, it's something to be, to be looked at. And I feel like our business is a pilot car for certain people in the industry. So I feel like we are doing a little bit of um, navigation and kind of exploring to see what's possible. Um, all that to say, like we made the decision, had a lot of counsel from trusted people that, hey, we're going to go out and we're going to do this experiment. And, you know, we have, have a lot of people watching this alongside of us to make sure that it does work for our business and potentially other businesses in the future. So that website is built on top of HubSpot. And um, even with that, we wanted to be really clear on who we are, who we serve and what we do. And so we have defined our service offerings better with more of a clean uh, pricing structure. And you know exactly what you're going to get there's no more, um, you know, Hey, we can do this. Like there was so much of that in the, in my career and my, you know, journey as a business owner, just to take on projects that really didn't fit. So now it's being comfortable in what you're going and how you're serving clients. So those pages made all the sense in the world to kind of redo with this new website. And then the other piece, probably the final one, um, is just the analytics that we're going to get from the website as far as like traffic and things like that, click-through rates, all that being tied into one platform, one automation tool that can track it all um, and ultimately build out a contact list of our current clients and, and then future clients to how do, we, how do we meet them where they're at. And so marketing, the marketing that we've done for years is all about staying consistent and then when the person on the other side of that screen has a pain point that resonates that your brand recognition or that you've done something in a previous touch point that triggers them to remember you as being able to help them through that pain point. And so that that's kind of what we're doing with some of the new software and the new website. Yeah, so that messaging coming through on our new website and all of our new marketing will be helping business owners reach the next level in time and financial freedom. And so that's where we're really coming alongside business owners uh, and helping them through business advisory, helping them make sure that they have up-to-date current 
accessible um, financial data and know how to use it to drive their business decisions to help them scale or help them prepare for the next chapter of the life of their business. Um, last thing, kind of in our why category, why did we need to clarify the roles and responsibilities and processes? So to be clear is to be kind, um, or however the version of that goes, depending on who's saying it. So we wanted to give our team members clear, defined roles and responsibilities um, to, to give them success in their day. And so with that, you also want to give those same team members the best tools and the best structure in place to do their, their job really, really well. And so that's where we went through the process, a ton of education, a ton of coaching, throughout this, um, you know, with ourselves as business owners, I mean, even like the front, the very front door that you walk in, um, from marketing that leads in a prospect to those conversations that the prospect has all the way through the sales funnel, through onboarding and implementation, all the way through customer success, all of that now has kind of a process and touch points built into it. And it was just needed um, for the team that we have now over 20 people and being able to serve a client at the level that we want to serve them with. And our reputation is, is key. And so I was in a previous conversation today where your online presence in today's world in business, it's no different than like what your reputation is in the local market. So we just wanted something that would reflect that. And then, you know, those roles and responsibilities and even processes, how can you get the team members to success for their daily or weekly or monthly responsibilities with as little pain as possible? So we always look to software to try to automate or help out those team members. But ultimately, I keep coming back to the team on even that why question is we needed to clarify because we didn't want an uneducated prospect somehow making it through to a client and then them thinking that we did something that we don't do and being unhappy and taking it out on a team member like that. That's, that's what we're trying to protect. And so to be very clear with all of that communication from the very beginning and throughout the process is, is why we are doing what we are doing. Yeah, that's good. And so let's talk through who, who did we find to help us, through all of these changes. We tried, we tried some piecemeal routes. We started, um, really good with implementing a sales team, then realizing quickly that they, it's hard for them to just depend on referral sources alone. Like they can't, they can't plan their weeks and their days around if somebody might send, you know, a referral over. And so who did we look for and finally land on as far as helping us through this process? Probably no different than how people find us. Um, we started searching for others that have done this for other like businesses. And we kind of went out to our peers and saw who they were using, who they were having conversations with. We got introduced to a company and, um, Mary, who leads that company and ultimately got introduced to our uh, CRO, our chief revenue officer, um, who's on a fractional basis, Justin. And so Justin, you know, kind of came over and rolled his sleeves up and he leads a team very similar to our team of three. 
he leads a team um, that kind of does this implementation. And um, he's given us a lot of great advice along the way and turned out to be a, a good friend throughout this process. So I think that's where knowing the right people, like you and I did not have this knowledge. Like we, we just didn't know what we didn't know. And so while we could go out and learn and try to grasp a very small percentage of it, it just didn't make sense at, at the end of the day. Like we had to employ somebody to get us ahead and almost do things the right way and set, set things straight. And so they've come in, they've rolled up their sleeves, that team uh, that Justin leads. And so they even work with, with Chris and hope. And like I said, um, you know, Chris leading sales and kind of he's in charge of partnerships and also kind of with prospects that are in the pipeline and has really good conversations to make sure that people are really served. Even if we don't serve them, like where can they go uh, depending on what their need is. And so that's really who we were introduced to. And we had to find somebody that both aligned on the business value side and then also the personal value side before we employed and made such a big investment with that type of team. And I'll, I will make this disclaimer again. Like I think we are probably their smallest client that they've taken on in years. Um, so I'm hoping that our investment is a return for our friends um, that will learn from this experience and hopefully you know, not have to have such a large investment in their business that they can just learn from what we do right or what we even do wrong. And it'll make me feel that much better about the money that we've spent throughout this process. And it truly, truly has been an education um, for us. Yeah. And so just to give a little bit of perspective, do you remember uh, the date of our kickoff with our fractional RevOps team. Do you remember when that was? August, because we waited until kids went back to school and you, you thought, but you actually thought, scheduled yeah. it like a week before or two weeks before they actually started. So you yeah. weren't really kids on the were, same Most kids were already like back in extracurricular stuff, you know, all the, everything. So. Yeah. So we had that like first initial kickoff with them and actually they had collected data, a lot of information about what we were currently doing. So our marketing, our sales, our onboarding, um, just our overall like, mission and vision and ideal clients who, who we were, um, trying to reach. They had collected all of that even before August and our website, our name, the branding, all of that reveal didn't happen till then November. So that just lets you know like how much work actually is going into um, all of the upgrades and updates and refinements and clarifications. Uh, there is a lot. And we knew going into it that we were looking at a commitment of anywhere from 10 to 12 months. And so a lot of that um, is behind the scenes work that has had to happen. A lot of meetings with every person on our team, um, even with some of our current clients. Uh, so lots and lots of people have been involved in this process. Uh, and we have been very, very fortunate that they have all been willing and done an excellent job to provide value to help make this a success. 
Yeah. And I think the the main thing there, like Justin, he's even joined, you know, our leadership team um, conversations that happen once a week and they are completely plugged in to, to our business. And the thing about it, whenever you are to hire an external consulting group or an external vendor like this, it may be great to where like, they just say, here's the playbook, go run the playbook but they are actually walking beside us doing this along, you know, with us, you know, not a daily basis because they're fractional, but weekly, I would say. And in doing so, if there's slight changes that need to be made, we can make those slight changes. If we grow too fast, we can change, change pricing or change value, change the amount of leads that we're going after. If we're not growing fast enough, just the opposite. So there's little tweaks that we can make along the way. And it all comes back to, they had to buy into that same vision and mission that we have for our business, because if they essentially came in and plugged in something and all these people came in as far as like wanting services, but the burnout increased on our team members, or we couldn't hire people. So there's just the capacity has to be there and they realize that. So that's the other piece that has been nice in this process, that it's not just they're, they're shoving work um, in, in the pipeline, so to speak. It, it actually has been very intentional this whole time. Yeah. So they will be helping us to track met metrics and stay accountable to those, make adjustments as needed um, as we go through. But definitely churn is something that we will be looking at both at team members, um, hopefully there is zero, and clients, hopefully that is very, very low as well um, through this whole process. We are not just trying to get a new client in and send an old client out. That is not, <laughs> that is yeah. not the goal of what we are working on. So. Uh, yeah, we have been very fortunate to find this great team. Love that it's a team approach. Uh, I really do hope that our clients feel the same, like we feel with them as an extension of part of our team. When we have questions or need clarifications or want a second opinion, we can go and ask them. And that's exactly what our services that I hope our business owner clients feel like. We are an extension of their team. And when they get to a a point in their day or a decision that needs to be made and they're not sure or just to want confirmation that they're doing the right thing, that they feel very comfortable and confident to reach out to our team and can get the answers that they're looking for. Yeah. And I think this whole education, um, you know, two of the, two of the key team members in this business are you and I. And so I think part of this has just been a, a huge education for you and I as business owners and, from myself serving as like a fractional CFO to, you know, a handful of our clients and then also leading the team that serves all of our clients because of this education that you and I and the rest of the team are having our advice to our clients, because we have gone through this process is even that much better now. And so I think that's the other piece that, you know, you can go to crappy CPE about X, Y, and Z all day long, but this is truly like, this is deep. And this is something that applies to every business, no matter what your point 
where you're at, whether you're a growth or a startup, whether you're kind of at this plateau, whether it's a predetermined plateau as far as a growth perspective, or if you're just kind of on maintenance mode and stale, or if you're in growth mode. And then that final one is succession planning. So it's one of those four, four areas. Um, you know, the final one that succession planning, we're not there yet. Right. You know, and we've kind of mentioned that everybody, there's no changes in ownership or anything like that at this point. And, um, it's still my name, your name in the business. So that would kind of reiterate that, but it is a point that every business owner thinks about, like they wake up, like what, you know, what happens to this thing that we've built together. And I, I think the, the main thing is where we are at and what we were called to create is redundancy now. Like we want people that can help others and even our team approach on how we serve clients. If there's turnover or someone goes out on maternity or anything like that, you want a backup plan. So that's where you and I, part of the decision in doing this and the, finding the who was so we as owners can start moving toward that path to give people opportunities. And if, if someone one day um, wants that opportunity of being in the seat that I'm currently in, you know, that's, that's just a leader's call to make that, make that move. So I'm, I'm excited about where this goes, the investment that we've made, you know, hopefully we'll, we will see a, a huge return on that investment. And I, I, I have faith that we will because not only from a dollar's perspective, but from a time perspective and what it's meant to the team, I feel that all of us will be stronger on the other side of this. Yeah. And I personally just love a plan. I love to execute on a plan. And I love that we have, you know, roadmaps and plans and structure and foundation uh, even more so than we have in the past, especially when you're leading a lot more people, it's much easier to have all of those things defined and documented um, and then move along with that plan rather than people feeling confused or overwhelmed or uncertain. And so, yeah, I'm really looking forward to the future. I'm excited that we get to share all of the new with everybody now mm -hmm. uh, that the reveal has happened and really just looking forward to, you know, what we continue to learn through this experience. Well, this has been a great conversation. Uh, I hope that you do get your sweet potato casserole this year and it's the version that you like. Um, and I'm looking forward to our next conversation. Yep. Me too. See you in a bit. Thanks for hanging with us to the end of another episode. If you have thoughts, comments, or feedback you would like to share, please leave us a comment or review on your favorite podcast listening platform. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. Join us again next week for another great conversation.